Hello, Switched On Crew. Dan here with today's signals on helping people dream with their eyes open. With me is Daniel Mangena, author, speaker, and more. Great quote from Daniel in the episode. I want to help the audience live an abundant, joyful, purpose-driven life just like I do. Come join us and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Switch On Podcast. Today, we have Daniel Mangena with us. And Daniel, let's just dive right in and have you give some background and insight uh, on uh, what you're up to. Well, right now, Dan, I'm actually a bit jealous that I don't have the version of my name that we discussed a few moments ago. That was pretty darn cool. Sounds like a movie star. Yeah, hi everyone. I'm Daniel Mangena. I'm a speaker and author. I'm from East London in the UK. I actually live in Mexico now, down in Cabo. Uh, as we just discussed, Dan, I'm yeah. son of Zimbabwean immigrants. My parents emigrated to the UK in the 70s. They, uh, My dad wanted to sort of step up to the next level of his education and get a, a higher grade master's than he was able to get back home. Uh, uh, he they immigrated with my older brother and sister. My sister was three. My brother was five. Um, I was born in East London. Um, incidentally, the hospital I was born in actually got knocked down a year later. Um, I hope that wasn't anything to do with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I've spent the last four years deeply focused on sharing a message that uh, came into my life about 12 years ago on the back of a dance with suicide. And that message was that if we choose to be conscious of what we expect, then we can be deliberate in what we experience. And if we align our unconscious with that choice, it can become the new pattern that we live by. Instead of being led unconsciously by programs and beliefs and narratives and stories that don't serve us, we can actually go forth with a flow and grace and ease in our life, knowing that what's going to unfold is going to be coming from an expectation that we desire rather than our fear. Because I believe that expectation comes in many forms. I believe that fear is a form of expectation. Faith is a form of expectation. Fear is just expecting things we don't want. Things like anxiety are going to a future of expectations that we don't want and bringing that emotional response into the now and that impacts us. And I feel that if more people are being conscious in what they're choosing to experience and doing so expansively, we can actually bring about an, a positive uplift in the overall consciousness of what we're doing as a race and actually make the world a better place versus arguing, fighting, challenging each other, collaborating expansively with positive expectations on a wider basis is where change is going to come from. Very neat. You actually stated something more eloquently than... I do, but I, I reference something I use a lot in business where I said that um, I got this from Andy Grove, one of the early founders of Intel. And mm -hmm. Andy had said in his book, he'd said, look, the better you define your problem, your problem statement, the better the outcome is going to be at the end of your product development. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be changing it in your process. And mm -hmm. when you talk about, I wrote down, you know, deliberate with what you experience. Um, it resonated with me into this problem definition mindset because by really defining the problem well, you're trying to be super deliberate on what we experience and getting uh, the outcome that you hope to have versus the outcome that just happens. So mm -hmm. I really like that uh, statement there. 
One of the things that you would talk about in some of the writings that I read on you was, you know, to spirit this evolutionary uplift in universal consciousness by awakening people to the importance of their unique role. Mm -hmm. And I love the concept of that statement. So I'd like to have you talk a minute about that and give people a perspective of what that means from your view. Sure. And I think this is something that's probably going to come up a couple of times in our conversation today. And that's not living other people's lives. And we don't always do this deliberately. And people don't always deliberately feed our lives to us. I've got a newborn son. And one of the things I panicked about, you know, when I found out that my wife was pregnant, oh my goodness, am I going to bring another butthole into the world or am I going to bring another Jesus? Like, well, what's it going to be? <laughs> right? Because I mean, a lot of people who have got kids that gone off to do wonderful things, some of them maybe thought of, inspired or guided their kids to that and some people whose kids went off and did something that perhaps they don't feel really added to the world how much input did they have in it but I came to accept that it's not my job to imprint my desires on my son but to give him the space to really dig into his heart and find something that his soul is called to do and support him in being able to create that in a way that adds to the world so that's leading by a good example, you know, teaching him tools and resources, but giving him the freedom to explore his human experience. Now, there's a fine line to walk there because, you know, if we don't, as parents, for example, have more of a hand on what we're doing than the environment, <laughs> you know, the kids, the teachers, the computer games, the, the movies are going to have that impact too. But at the end of the day, regardless of what the impacts are. It's still our own personal experience. And we have to come to a place of accepting the responsibility that we have as grown-ups to decide what do we want to keep of what we got from the movies, the computer games, the parents, the friends, the school. What relationship do we have with ourselves, with our heart, with our soul, with our inner self, with our inner knowing, with our God, with the universe, whatever, so that we can actually have a very visceral one-to-one -one experience we're knowing what we're called to do. Some people call it purpose, but I think this is the step before purpose. I think purpose is the embodiment of this calling. I think every single one of us has a unique strand in the universal tapestry of this universe that we, that we exist in. And we are called to step up to the opportunity, the opportunity to identify what that is and then have fun exploring the adventure of actually playing that out and seeing where we go with it. Yeah. That is a, a great thing. I think you and I could probably spend a couple hours on <laughs> that topic because it's something that I really missed in the kind of the middle zone of like when I came out of college, the conveyor belt I, I, that I often reference is like I got on this conveyor belt was, okay, you go get this kind of a job, you go do this thing. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden 20 years disappears and you're like, Whoa, 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 what happened? <laughs> I don't know if I really wanted all that, but you just kind of like get through the momentum. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm really thankful that something shook me up to start questioning, which then allowed me to kind of get more towards what you're saying, get get beyond your purpose, really get to what is that thing, that mm -hmm. light, that soul's guidance that you're really mm -hmm. supposed to manifest and. Um, we're all here for a purpose. And, Definitely. And the beauty of kids is you don't know what it is. 
<laughs> that's part of the fun of being a parent. Yeah. And, and <laughs> manifest and find it is really, mm. it's a cool adventure if you can have that mindset. So definitely, definitely. It, it's, it's I mean, a gift. Um, the, the next thing that I had um, written down about here is conquering the self-limitations. And I know that we all layer these on. And a lot of times we layer them on and don't even realize that that they're there. And so I'd like to have you kind of talk through your perspective on that one. I think limitations don't come from nowhere. I mean, we're only born with two fears, right? Fear and loud noises. Everything else gets imprinted by an environment, uh, including what we as parents feed our children, the environment that we create from the, the modeling. Like I watch Ethan sometimes and I see his little face just looking around. Like, wow, this is this he's actually soaking up how to be a human right now. The limitations that he's going to have for himself are based on what he's soaking up, what he's going to witness, what he hears, you know, the brick walls that he hits, that he doesn't, he hasn't been given the 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 resources to move beyond. That's all going to form the glass ceilings that he has in terms of what he reaches, the narratives he has about what is possible. We all have them. I don't believe that there's any human that doesn't have a limit. Some people's limitations are higher than others. Some people have them in different areas. You know, one person may have no limitation on believing how much love they can have, but they'll have a limitation on how much money they feel they can experience and vice versa. But these are all narratives or stories based on evidence. And I think when we stop treating the mind as an enemy that's trying to hold us back, and realize it's just a terminator that's waiting for instructions. And if we give instructions that are consciously connected, there's a cognitive connection to what we want versus unconsciously connected to what we don't want, then those limitations can start to fall away, or at least they can start to shift beyond the limits of what we want to experience. Not everybody wants to be a billionaire. Not everybody needs to remove the limitation. Oh, I need to remove the limitation of me being a billionaire. You know, um, and sometimes we do that, right? We we spend our time, our energy, our resources dealing with limitations that don't even, they're not even connected to what we want to create. Going back to, you know, Andy Grove's uh, uh, quote that you gave before, if we are more conscious of what we want to create, that problem, then we can actually map out what limitations we're going to work to. We can focus on our, our energy on the things that we actually want. I might not want a six pack. Why am I going to spend time working on that? That could be spent working on the limitations of my relationship or the limitations around abundance that are keeping me in lack that stops me experiencing all that I want to experience. So being very conscious of what we want to create. And then against the backdrop of that, looking at the limitations that are impacting and focusing our energy on moving through those remembering that our enemy, our mind is not our enemy; it's our friend, and those limitations only exist because it has evidence to support those limitations, and that evidence can be overturned. Yeah, it's the limitation mindset is always fascinating me on how it creeps in, and then how the self talk that starts layering on top of that just starts to like close you into this. Uh, and you're developing exactly what you didn't want. And, and I, I see it all the time. I hear people self-talk. I see what they're posting about themselves or all of that stuff just starts to create and manifest exactly what you don't want. Mm -hmm. it, it's a 
really big issue that I see. So the more you can keep pushing out there and help people to <laughs> and acknowledge it, the better. Um, it, but it's fun. The questioning mindset that we've developed, it puts us into this place where you're just questioning everything. And uh, I'll give you a fun example, but have you ever heard of Shangri-La, the term Shangri-La or the hotel mm-hmm. Shangri-La? Mm-hmm. So that came up about two weeks ago. And I thought, wow, I wonder where that word came from. And so I went and you know Googled the word Shangri-La and it led me to a movie that was made in the 1930s. And I was amazed. It's called Lost Horizons. Mm-hmm. And in that movie of Lost Horizons, there was this mythical place in the Himalayas called Shangri-La. Mm-hmm. And it was all about a place where it's all based on love. It's based on living your life in synergy. And mm-hmm. it was all messaged out in the 1930s. And I was sitting there, you know, once again, amazed that, wow, just by questioning this one term that came up and we then watched the movie, we experienced Shangri-La. It led us to an amazing like 24 hours where we were like, wow, we that was killer. You know, it was really a fun experience. So I think the limitations are sneaky and they mm-hmm. They come in every form and mm-hmm. just by even accepting a term, Shangri-La, never stopping and saying, huh, I wonder what's behind that. And then yep. you do it and you go, whoa. <laughs> and, the, and, then, and then your life's expanded. Now yeah. you've got new ideas, new, new neural pathways, new ways of thinking about things, new ways of looking at the world. Yeah. So you had another statement that intrigued me, which was, um, you know, things that are encoded deep within us and then often ignored. And then undervalued passion defined as their dream. Mm-hmm. And I know there's a lot of stuff out there that talks about, you know, follow your dream, follow mm-hmm. your dream. Give me your insight on that kind of statement. So for me, the dream is the word that I use to describe that pre-purpose soul-coded thing that we've been speaking about. Um, my, you know, my handles on all social media platforms are Dreamer CEO. You know, my company's Dreamer HQ, my website's Dream with Dan, uh, you know, my, my catchphrase is Dream with your eyes open. And what that calls us to do is to make this thing, this code, not something that we just, oh, we whisper about and we hope about and we think about, oh, you know, wouldn't it be lovely if with my eyes open means it's something that I'm actively doing, actively living, actively part of what I do every day. It's what I'm moving towards. It's not just a, a wistful idea. It's an actual visceral part of my human experiment, experience that I consciously give life to every day. It's what I'm moving towards every day. Living your dream, dreaming with your eyes open, all of this really leads to taking this yummy, beautiful vision and asking myself, what can I do to bring life to that today? Grounding all of that wonderful magic and yumminess. And that's why. That's why I really love empowering people to do. Yeah, that's a good way to think about it. I like the living uh, the dream with your eyes open. It's um, we all are racing through life. It feels like, and, uh, and you know, the action item lists are big, the checklists are big, and the ability to really process it from that view is difficult at times because you're just trying to race through and 
get everything done. Uh, how do you help people or how do you help people kind of battle that? First and foremost, slowing down and realizing that this is an adventure that none of us are getting out of life anyway. So there's no point. <laughs> there's no point killing yourself, missing the whole adventure to get to the end of the adventure that none of us are getting. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> this is the experience. These moments are the experience. You know, it's when we get caught up in other people's stuff, getting caught up in what we've got to do tomorrow, getting caught up in what happened yesterday. All of these things pull us out of the only place that we can actually fully experience what we're here to experience, which is now. Yeah. So developing a, a, an awareness of what we're experiencing so that we're not pulled out into this, <laughs> this, this messy, illusionary past or this undefined might be, might not be future. Let's just be here present enough to actually experience the life we're here to experience. Yeah, that's good. These moments are the experience. Exactly. It is. Um, that's a good one. The, that being present is a statement you hear a lot. You know, be present, be present, be present. And we see it all the time where, yeah, you're there, but you're on your phone or you're distracted by 20 other things and you're just not really in that current moment. And mm. the these moments are the experience is a good way to frame it. As you think about what we've been talking about, what is one thing that you'd love people to take away from this half an hour today with you that can help people in their day-to-day -day experience? You know what, Dan? I think when we talk about all this positivity, all this, you know, consciousness and, you know, whether it's manifest, whatever, sometimes it can get a bit out there yeah. and we can maybe feel even a little bit um, intimidated by it all right? or unworthy of it or any of these limiting things. What I like to invite everyone to do that's listening to this is to remember that you're human and to bring them back to something that we've spoken about a few times today, which is that it's all an adventure that none of us are getting out of alive from anyway. Enjoy the adventure. Enjoy the experience. Some stuff might be less comfortable than other things, but it is an experience and an experience is there to be experienced. Honor and have compassion for your humanity as you go through this experience. We're not going to get it right every time. Nobody switched on every time. You know, as well as I do, Jesus lost his crap and started turning things over in the temple. And if, <laughs> if someone that's that, switched on is going to lose it then i think we who are just trying to get by on a day-to-day -day basis can give ourselves some grace for us not being switched on all the time love ourselves enough to, to get through those times and ask us okay am i gonna learn something from me kind of flipping over that table in that temple <laughs> maybe next time it's not going to express itself the same way but allow myself to be human all the same you just said a statement that reminded me of a very old thing, and it's going to be a bizarre reference. But <laughs> there's an English ska band called The Specials. I know this. One of my all-time favorite uh, bands. And they have a, a song that's called Enjoy Yourself, It's Later Than You Think. <laughs> it's, it's like one of my all-time favorite songs. But the, the message in that song is an amazing thing because it's like, hey, Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. It's mm -hmm. going by. Yeah. Don't think go by. 
mm. but uh, you can dial up the specials after this and listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give that traded for sure. <laughs> it's a funny reference. Um, the next thing is my cauliflower moment where mm-hmm. it's a belief and you reframed the belief, uh, questioned it, and kind of found out different things on it. Mm-hmm. What jumps out at you there? You know, when I go back to when I, I I faced down suicide, the funny thing was, Dan, is the only reason why I didn't commit suicide is I didn't want to fail at something else. I wasn't confident that I'd pull it off. Mm. I wasn't scared of pulling it off. My fear was, oh, my God, if this doesn't work, everyone's going to think that I'm a pathetic guy that couldn't even get this right. <laughs> so it, this is going to be a funny belief that I'm going to invite people to, <laughs> to, to question because it was actually my overthinking about other people's beliefs about this that actually stopped me committing suicide. But I just want people to pause and ask themselves, do people really have enough time with everything going on in their own lives to care about our stuff as much as we think they do? Yeah. You know, we sometimes hold ourselves back from living our dream, hold ourselves back from stepping into what we deserve, hold ourselves back from making that play for glory in our own lives because, oh, what's that person going to think? Oh, I can't do that. What's that person going to think? What's that person going to think? Oh, I've got that person's thing. People have got a a lot of stuff going on, especially like nowadays, there's a lot happening in the world. People are probably a bit more absorbed with their own stuff than they lead you to believe. And the people that I find voice the most about other people's stuff is because they've got nothing going on in their own lives. People that have got nothing going on are the ones that are most vocal about other people's lives. You know, the trolls on social media, the the people that are... Ask yourself, is my dream worth giving up for the illusion that somebody else cares about it more than they care about what's going on with them? There are 8 billion people in the world. Are you going to hold back bringing your light, your dream to life dreaming with your eyes open because of what two or three people out of those billion have got to say. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's an amazing thing because, you know, I only know you now, right? I mean, I've just met you. I've read some of your material and it's unimaginable to me that 12 years ago you were facing down that <laughs> thought process. You know, you can't even, you can't imagine it because you, you're, you've manifested and are creating this living the dream with your eyes open. Um, so it's phenomenal because we all have that in us. You know, mm-hmm. there, there is this potentiality in every one of us mm-hmm. to, to get past our crap or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever that hurdle is. So mm-hmm. phenomenal and major props to you for mm, thank you. somehow, you know, having that moment where you, you got past it because, it's uh, it's really cool what you're bringing to the world now. Thank you. Yeah, really amazing. Well, listen, how can people reach out to you, get connected, get more about what you bring out to the world? The best place is always my website, which is easy to remember, dreamwithdan.com. My social media links, um, books, if we're ever doing like free web classes and stuff, it's on the events page. I've got a free resources section that's got some free, you know, resources like building your own clearing kit, some visualizations I've created. Uh, dreamwithdan.com is where it's all at. Very easy to navigate and very easy to remember. Yeah, well, I certainly like the Dan part of it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. 
half a half decent name that. <laughs> I know my parents just opened up the Bible and took one of the uh, names <laughs> how, how it manifested. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, really appreciate your time today. And thank you for having me. It's been a, it's been an absolute joy. Thanks. Looking forward to sharing this with the audience, definitely. Yeah.